Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA, private level, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we bring another special guest. His name is Jens, and he's the founder of Amarga Group, which is an amazing solution when it comes to finding the perfect uh, virtual assistance to basically help you scale your business forward. And that's why I think today's topic is going to be very interesting because we're going to be talking about what are the, the keys of scaling your business using virtual talent. I think it's something that people find very interesting, especially when you're reaching certain size and you need to start learning how to delegate and find the right people to help you reach that next phase in your business journey. And I think that's what is going to, Jens, talking today about all the things that you need to take into consideration. So Jens, it's a pleasure to have you here, my friend. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's great to see you. It's, it's a pleasure, man. I think we met, if I'm not mistaken, in January, February in in the in Mexico, right? I think. Yeah, Evo Evo Latam. We met at the uh, that expo called Evo Latam, and uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I think. Uh, for me, it was very interesting uh, when I went there to see all, all the potential when it comes to funding manufacturers. Uh, and also, I was surprised by the big community of, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, Amazon sellers, and, and the hunger that is in Mexico and the region when it comes to e-commerce. So I was uh, inspired, you know, and that's why, uh, as we were discussing before the podcast, uh, I have a few projects coming up for Latin America. So... That's something that it has a lot of potential for sure. Um, now, before we jump into today's topic, which for me is very interesting uh, because I feel like working uh, and finding with the right uh, virtual talent is key nowadays, especially myself, for example. We work with clients all across the globe in different languages, different time zones, and I think that's been one of the key areas of, of my business uh, for such a rapid growth. I think uh, first I want to start with you because I feel you have such an interesting background and then I want to understand what made you, you know, found your company, Marga. And then from there, we can jump into uh, everything regarding the tips and everything that people is looking to learn from you. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> Good. I'll so let's with you. Tell me a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about you and how you got started uh, with Marga Group and, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... Um... I was working for a large company in the financial sector um, in, in mm -hmm. marketing um, and, yeah. and uh, digital marketing. And, um, you know, it was uh, early days of the pandemic. And um, mm. what started to happen, as I'm sure everyone remembers, is it's still, still going on, is that companies uh, started to have trouble with hiring and retaining talent in the U.S., um, and my, my company included, you know, we, we just, uh, we were having trouble finding the right people or retaining the right people. People were leaving. Um, and, 
So uh, <clears throat> prior prior to that, I had quite a bit of experience in Latin America, um, you know, mm-hmm. in previous positions. Um, lived in Venezuela, which uh, I know yeah. we've talked about. Uh, Mexico, um, uh, you know, my my work took me there, and so I knew that um, I started to think, you know, how can we solve this problem, uh, this problem of, of talent, really? And I knew that there was great talent in Latin America uh, with high levels of education, and mm-hmm. uh, that this this great resignation, as everybody was calling it, uh, was likely not happening to the same degree in Latin America. It was it was a U.S. Maybe Europe, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure, but it was definitely a U.S. phenomenon, right? Um, and so, um, and so that that led me to start to you know test out a, a business model and uh, you know speak to people, speak to companies, uh, and it turned out that 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 was a solution that many companies uh, liked, right? I'm off, you know, yeah. hiring hiring uh, outside the U.S. is nothing new, and it's nothing new to do that in Latin yeah. America. But the but the trend of the time um, made it so that there was a there was a problem that needed to be solved. So uh, so we launched Mod. That's great. Yeah, I think uh, to be honest, I, I I totally agree with you. I think the the pool of talent that uh, that we can find Latin America is huge. I feel it's such a blue ocean in terms of, you know, there are so many amazing professionals that some of them are just getting out of uni, but, you know, there isn't that big bridge yet before some of these big international companies or, or entrepreneurs like us in Europe or USA to connect with them. And I think that's where your company, uh, America Group, makes the perfect bridge, you know, to find those talent that are in those countries that otherwise you will never find. And yeah. and the beauty is that you know it makes it so accessible because the reality is that sometimes when you are an entrepreneur getting started or doing your company in the US or Europe, can be sometimes costly to find a top quality a, a, in terms of in, employees that can onboard your company with full a, a salary in, in, in those specific countries. And I think having that option a, allows for some entrepreneurs a, grow the company much faster. And now. I think being said all this, I think the question that a lot of people ask themselves is when actually you should hire your first uh, virtual assistant because, you know, it's difficult sometimes to understand when you actually need it or when you actually don't need it. So I'm pretty sure now that you have worked with so many entrepreneurs and business owners, you have identified when uh, usually is the right time to make that first step. And I wanted to ask you, what is usually how the process looks like, like the initial approach to hire your your first uh, virtual assistant, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> there's uh, one is obvious. You want to lower costs, and you always want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's sort of a, yeah. that's 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 a, one answer, but it's not the only answer, right? Because that's always always the case when you're uh, running yeah. a business. Um, one main uh, factor, you know, is when you're working for your business more than on your business. Um, if you find you know yourself as a as a sole entrepreneur or a leader of a large company or anything in between, um, spending more time on the operational side of things, uh, micromanaging, uh, or even not micro macro, but doing things that are basically running the operations of the company, and that's taking away from the yeah. time you need to do the things that only you can do, and that's usually business development, right? That's mm-hmm. uh, business development closing certain deals, 
um, whatever it is you do that makes the special sauce of the company is probably something only you you do or maybe you and your partners, right? Your business partners. Yeah. Um, so if you're not finding you have the time to do that, it's because you're immersed in things that you could delegate. And of course, you could delegate that to the U.S.-based or European-based mm-hmm. employees. Um, however, um, looking to outsource that um, nearshore uh, is is a great option, right? Um, so yeah. you know, you're doing tasks you shouldn't be doing. Um, you need more time for the big thinking needed to grow your business, or you know you're just playing growing a lot, which is great. And you need you know, right? So any yeah, yeah. any of those you need more factors, paper, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you need you need, um, and, then, and then there's others. So maybe maybe there are certain skill sets you don't have, right? Maybe there are certain skill sets you do have, but you don't like doing. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe um, you want to access a global pool of talent, and this is a great way to do it. So there's a number of reasons why you want to do it. Uh, it's usually a combination of those. Yeah, for sure. And I think one thing that that this um, basically thing that we're discussing brings to the table as well is the fact that uh, sometimes I talk to entrepreneurs and, and they ask me, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in terms of managing my business and need more help. But then I also find them that they're struggling to actually define which roles they need within the business. They know they need help, but they don't know what specific yeah. role or what they need that person to do. And and the reason why I wanted to also point this out is because I feel like you also get this this situation a lot that they reach out to you and they say, I need virtual assistance, but they don't have a lot of information or insights or, or job description to really yeah. filter this person down. So maybe what are some of the tips you can give yeah. in terms of how you can actually understand what is the actual person that you need? You see what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that does happen a lot. So, sometimes companies are clear, right? They, they have a position, they yeah. know maybe they've already had it in the U S or they've been trying to hire for mm-hmm. it. So they have all that, but sometimes they don't and, and that's okay. Um, the, the first thing I always recommend um, is to sit down and to write out a job description. And, and some people think, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to spend the time on that. Well, it's not just, you know, if you're using a staffing company, they're going to ask you for one, right? So, so, but it's not just for that, because even if you're doing it on your own, hiring on your own, you should, you should do this because when you sit down and you write it out, uh, there are things you need that you may not be all, always conscious of or details that you may not be conscious of. And when you write it out, they come to mind. So you want to write out a list of what are all the, you know, requirements in terms of their experience, skill sets, what are all the responsibilities? What are all the things that I'm doing or that someone in the company is doing that we want to delegate to somebody. And, mm-hmm. you know, once you write out that list, it may turn out that it's more than one role. It may turn out that it's three roles, but you're going to be able to figure that out, right? And you're going to be able to put a name to that role. Um, you know, it may be focused on social media, maybe focused on, yeah. you know, web development, maybe focused on customer service. It may be a combination of many things and then you have to split it into different roles, but when you have it in your head, it's kind of a jumble, you know, when you put it out uh, on paper, yeah, it helps to organize your thoughts. Right. Um, and, and there's many things you can think through, you know, what's the, if you're hiring offshore or near shore, well, what's the level of English, you know, you need, yeah. um, mm-hmm. what's the size level of, level of education, et cetera, level yeah. of education. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, what kind of past experiences, what kind of past companies do you want the, them to have worked for? Um, 
-hmm. You know, what are the required skills versus the skills that are nice to have? Um, you know, what are the, uh, if it's a technical position, you know, how many years of experience do you need uh, of a front-end developer or a back-end developer or a UX designer or a, or some, how many years of Amazon experience do you need? You know, if this is someone yeah. like a data analyst or a pricing person, you know, how, how many years on, on Amazon? Do you need them to have Walmart or Shopify or even, you know, so all these mm -hmm. things, because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't lay that out from the beginning, you're going to get down to interviews and you're going to get closer to hiring people. And yeah. go, Wait a minute. They don't have this thing that I need. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but if you knew, yeah, if you, if you put, set it as a requirement from the beginning. Yeah, it, so it makes it more efficient. Good, good. And, and I think maybe you, you could also find the other situation. And, and I ask you if that's the case where maybe there's some business, uh, there's some companies and some entrepreneurs that they might want to just find a person that is very, is very teachable in the sense that maybe they don't have all the skills, but they're looking to train yeah. the virtual assistant. Is that something common that you see as well? Yeah, well, that, that gets to another important point, which is it's not just about hard skills, it's about soft skills. So what kind of personality do you mm -hmm. want this person to have? You know, yeah. um, how, how adaptable, how flexible, how willing mm -hmm. to learn. And these are things that, you really have to interview people to start to get a sense of it. Yeah. Even then, right? You don't, you don't fully know. And, and that's one reason why it's helpful to use a good staffing company um, because they will vet mm -hmm. people. They will have experience with candidates. They will <clears throat> be able to give you insight on their personalities and their soft skills in a way that, you know, it's hard to do in a couple interviews, but even if you don't have that and you are doing it on your own, <clears throat> There are certain questions you can ask in interviews that give you a sense of, you know, uh, what they're like in those areas. For sure. Um, and now another question I also get uh, asked a lot when people ask me in regarding hiring virtual assistants is like, how you deal with the situation of the, the difference in terms of culture and values? Because maybe somebody sure. that lives in the USA or Europe um or even asia and they want to hire somebody for example in latin america there might be a, a sure. difference in you know in culture yeah. and all that so wh what are some of the recommendations you also give on that sense of how do you <laughs> navigate that difference yeah well it's important to be to be aware of them uh, first of all mm -hmm. and uh this is another reason why why it helps to use a recruitment or staffing firm that has speci specialized in that area right because if you're gonna use Philippines or you're going to use Mexico or you, whatever mm -hmm. country you're going to be in, there are specific cultural differences in each of those countries that um, they affirm that works in those countries is going to understand. So they're going to be able to help you with that. <clears throat> in the case of Mexico, there are things, you know, there are things that is a very, now one, one thing, and it's a plug for, for Latin America, that's it's mm -hmm. great about it, yeah. is that there is a lot of cultural affinity with the U.S., um, that's right. Yeah. A whole region, but Mexico in particular, it's, I mean, there's a 2,000 mile long border, right? So, you, so, you, so you've got people that are very used to the U.S. They travel to the U.S. often, they may have lived in the U.S., um, and even if they haven't, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of interchange culturally. So if there's somebody who's going to be interfacing with your customers, and marketing, anything where they have some kind of contact or touch with the, the, the consumers, that's helpful because they're going to understand the U.S. market uh, well, mm -hmm. usually. Um, and, and, I, and we don't work in Asia, so I can't speak to that. But I have, you know, we, yeah. do, we have heard many, you know, sort of stories and comments that 
there was this thing that didn't quite yeah. line up. And so, so there's less of that uh, in Latin America, which is great. That said, there are differences, right? Um, you know, in some ways, um, in Latin America and Mexico, uh, the corporate or company structures are tend to be more hierarchical, right? They're more vertical. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the U.S., they're a little more horizontal, particularly now, and more and more. Yeah, tech or whatever. Um, and that that oh yeah, that sounds like okay, well, that's good to be aware of. But that can have effects when you're making decisions, right? Because sometimes, you know, companies will say, but they're this uh, this specialist, you know, they they had they had questions or concerns, but they never they never asked me. <laughs> well, you know, they may not be used to. They may have grown, you know, sort of in their career prior, learned that you're not yeah. supposed to uh, to ask, ask questions, questions. or oh, never say yeah. no, or never say I don't know how to exactly. do it, or things like exactly. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that, and say, okay, well, once you're aware of it, you you encourage them to ask questions. You encourage them to you know speak up when they're not sure what how to do it yeah. and this happens all the time with us I and mean, we we actually you know consult our clients on this um so there are little things like that right that are important to be aware of nice nice and now when it comes to hiring a virtual assistant i think another uh, question that people also uh, sometimes have about this process is like how you can actually uh, measure the performance and, and, and the output they bring to your business, so what we call KPIs, right? Because I think, of course, um, and I, I, I guess this is going to depend a lot on the role and the company, but maybe you can tell us what are some of the main, we say, metrics you as a business yeah. should track. Maybe is is the amount of uh, deadlines, that amount, is the time. Yeah. What are some of the things you would say are very important to track? Yeah. Well, the first answer, the most obvious answer is to, to set KPIs. And, and I say, oh, yeah, of course, but, but a lot of times it doesn't happen. So that, that's very yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but actually, I would go a step, I would go a step before, before that and, and talk about first, you know, when, when you're training them, because that's where um, you set things on a good track or a not so good track. And, you know, what helps from the beginning is several things. Number one, put SOPs in place. If you don't already have them, um, you know, create them. If you've created them, make sure that they that they are streamlined and updated, and they have to be clear and precise. Uh, schedule calls to go over these procedures and processes with the, the new people you've hired. Put in the time on the front end. You know, use Loom to record videos. You know, use project management software for workflow. I mean, mm -hmm. it can be Trello, Miro, Asana, whatever, ClickUp, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, have a resource hub in Drive or something similar. Yeah. How all this lined up, you know, with links in your SOPs so that, you know, the person has a guide to follow. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, they're either not going to ask you questions when they're not sure or they're going to go ahead and make decisions that maybe aren't the best. You need to ensure that they're doing what you want them to do. And, and the time that you put on the front end ensures this. So it's not just the process, but then it's the follow-up calls to make sure that they don't have questions, make sure that they're mm -hmm. doing things right. Right, you, you gotta put in that time to train them. Um, yeah. Have a good communication platform, Slack, whatever it may be. Um, tell them that you want responsive communication. So all of that has to happen on the front end. Mm -hmm. And then set, set your KPIs. Now this is easy to overlook, but without measurement, you know, you don't really know if they are- Always doing what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you also don't know if they're, if, if they're meeting your expectations, right? So- yeah. It's more subjective. It's like, oh, I feel like they are, but but you know that they are. And so, mm. you know, what metrics is that? Well, it really depends on what they're doing, right? I mean, if they're, 
you know, a social media manager, well, it's about traffic and engagement, you know, conversion, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, if they're sales, well, it has to do with, you know, if they're BDR, SDR, and revenue. how many, yeah, yeah well, yeah, and how, how many new leads, you know, how many leads have been converted and ultimately revenue, right? Um, you know, if, if they're managing an Amazon platform, well, you know, it's, it's, yeah. You know, key, key, keywords being optimized, listing being optimized, um, you know, re- revenue ultimately, no, All of that. no error, mm-hmm. errors in processing orders, you know, customer service, well, customer service inquiries per day. I mean, it really depends, right? But whatever the key is, whatever it is that they're doing, you have to make it measurable, figure out what it is that you would want uh, in terms of their output mm-hmm. to make this a successful hire, set that as a KPI. And then, you know, after however much time you want to dedicate you measure it out. yeah you give the feedback and then you evaluate yeah i think as well something that may happen a lot is that you sometimes when you're going to your business you might say okay yes i need a social media manager for example but because you have never really done that role yourself in your business or you have never really had the position you don't know how success look like on that position and yeah. I think that's where I feel maybe there is that difficulty of setting KPIs or goals because well, you don't really know what you want. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but it's also important to, to recognize from the beginning that if that's the case, so there's one scenario where you've already had this role in your company and maybe you want to move mm-hmm. it offshore now, near sure, then you have a pretty good sense of it. If it's a new role, then you have to recognize from the beginning that it's a learning process for you. So, so, you, so you're not going to know from the outset everything that you need, all the KPIs and how you want it to be. Because you've never done it before, so you're going to learn, right? So, so you have to be flexible. You have to reevaluate. So after, after a month, you're going to go back and look at, okay, well, maybe that KPI was too ambitious. i got to scale that back. Maybe this one was, was not ambitious enough. We, they could do more. But whatever it is, you know, you're going to have to recalibrate. And that's okay. Like, you're learning. You know? mm-hmm. That's part of the game. Awesome, awesome. Um, now, another thing that I also find very interesting when it comes to uh, working with virtual assistants uh, as well is that there's sometimes also that uh, concern and, and, and worry that, you know, what happened to all my information that I might give to them, my documentation, all of that, but you also get these kind of questions. And I wanted to ask you, what, what are some also techniques or, 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 or strategies you could recommend to to basically make sure you you are as protected as possible when it comes to you know opening the doors to your house you know you open the doors to these people that's overseas to your company and they get access to uh, and again it, it actually even happens when you have people in your in your office so it's all it always going to happen but yeah. it's just about how you how you create process to yeah. to control this you know what they get access to who they share this information to and all of that you know yeah, yeah for sure well you know Protect your information, protect your accounts, give limited access to the beginning until you build the trust, right? And, you know, that's important. Yeah. Uh, but also you can use software. I mean, you can use remote management software. Some, some, some companies do this and this is effective. Yeah. Um, it depends on, you know, how much sort of trust you want to give them or, I mean, it has effects, right? If you, if you use that software, you're sort of transmitting, well, I don't really fully trust you. Then, then that's okay, right? Uh, it, yeah. it, it, it depends on what your style as a manager is, but if you've got really sensitive information, yeah, I, I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also ship them your own computer and say you have to use this computer, right? Um, That's right. They're not downloading all your files 
on um, you know there, there's right there's a number of, of things in terms of data privacy that can be done but it really depends on you know how kind of sensitive data i mean we have clients that are handling more sensitive data than, than others it's sort of your yeah. level of comfort yeah right? of course it's not the same like handling a picture for Instagram, that doing something top secret, you know, it's huge difference. Right, or, or even are they just are they doing? Are they handling your payment? If they, do they have your credit cards? Are they doing? Are they making yeah. purchases versus yeah. no? They're not. They're, so <clears throat> it's your sort of a case by case basis, right? Um, but there, yeah. there's a lot of software that you can use. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I know to start and um, concluding today's episode, I think I, I want you if you can like highlight um, an outline actually a little bit how the process looks like when it comes to um, hiring your first VA uh, because I bet some people might are watching or hearing this episode they might say okay I'm interested I want to move forward but maybe they want to understand what is usually the timeline to get this done what kind of initial information they might need so they mm -hmm. can understand uh, how you go from A to Z when it comes to hiring your first VA yeah. sure well, the first thing I say, like for, for, with us, we actually don't. We're just going to call them VAs. We call them VSs. So we, instead of virtual assistant, we call them virtual specialists. And the reason is that you know a VA nice. is um, there's you know some specific skill sets uh, that usually a VA will have, um, and and they're very useful. And and obviously, you know, mm -hmm. if that's what you need, then that's great. Uh, but there are. You know, I, I mean, let me get so answer answering customer emails, social media comments, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. data entry, scheduling meetings, booking appointments, making, you know, maybe making cold sales calls, um, processing orders yeah. and returns, you know, these kinds of things. Most VAs will have uh, that experience. Yeah. But mm -hmm. many times you need something more specialized. And that's actually what we specialize in. Mean, we, we will, we do do, you know, we do have virtual assistants, but. We specialize more in, you know, very specific roles that require a higher level. Yeah, a higher level of, of experience and skill sets. And this can be in many different areas. So, you know, if it's in, it could be in web development or design. So programmers, developers, UX, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it can be in customer service, but, you know, customer service representatives that are doing high volume phone calls, great English. Yeah. You know, that's a higher level than, than you know, say, like answering emails. Um um, you know, like project managers, data analysts, mm -hmm. um, you know, who are doing pricing or managing your Amazon. Um, that's a different, that's a higher level than a virtual system because, you know, they are needing to, uh, you know, review and adjust pricing on, you know, on a daily, weekly mm -hmm. basis, making those. It's more strategic as well. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, handling Excel or Power BI or, you know, so, so really understanding data analysis, that's, that's a higher level skill. If it's on the marketing side, you know, email marketers, um, CM, CRM administrators, paid media buyers, um, creative mm -hmm. marketing, could be graphic design, could be video editors, motion, motion graphics designers. So all these things are mm -hmm. sort of a step above what a virtual assistant usually will, will have in terms of their skill set. And it requires yeah. usually a higher level of education and background. So well, I, I just point all this out because the first thing you know, you need to figure out is what exactly do you need? You know, is it, is it a sort of traditional virtual assistant with those skill sets that I outlined in the beginning, or is it something more specialized? So once you figure that out, uh, with us, you, you, we schedule a call and, and, and we 
we talk it out. We talk about what you need. We help you figure it out. We also ask you to write that job description. And then once you do that, um, we, we give you, we present you with um, a group of candidates, right? And then you, you look through their okay. resumes. Um, if it's a, it depends on the, on the role. If it's a, if it's a specific skill set, uh, we will often have them do assessments, uh, tests to, to see what their skill level is in that thing, whatever that thing is. Um, and then show you those results so you have an understanding of, you know, where they rank, you know, we rank them in terms of their, their skill sets in different areas. Um, if it's something that requires a very high level of English, we'll, we'll also um, either have them do an English test or they already have an English certificate. Nice. So, you know, we'll show that. Um, and then, you know, you choose who you want to interview. So you, you look at their, their resumes, all that information. You say, okay, I want to interview with this person, that person. You have those interviews. Nice. You can have other people in your company interview them as well. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you decide on your candidate or candidates that you want to hire and boom, that's it. Um, you, you bring them on. Mm -hmm. um, the difference uh, with, between a staffing company and a, and more of a headhunter is that the staffing company is the employer, is the one that contracts the person. And then the, you, they integrate into your company, but you're not, you're not hired. You're not the employer of record. So that yes. takes a lot of administrative burden off of you, particularly when it's in another country and you don't have a business entity set up. Um, yeah, it's a mess. It's, I know. <laughs> it's a mess. Yes. Well, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's not as easy in the, as yeah. in the U.S. So, so you don't have to worry about <clears throat> payroll, benefits, taxes, labor law, all these things, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, and, I bet, and and the nice thing is also you can scale so much faster because. I could I could easily tell you, you know, by by the next three months, I need this X amounts of virtual specialists, and you and you help me find them uh, straight away and and create the contrast and everything, which is much faster than me having to go to these countries find the talent and all that. So, yeah, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so so yeah, I mean that that's 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 basically how it works. Straightforward. And, um, <laughs> it's straightforward. It's not. It's not. It's not hard. It's. It's much easier than doing it yourself, unless you're skilled at yeah. this um, and have done it a lot um, or have an HR background. But um, yeah, it, it basically takes off the a lot of the weight and the burden of you know finding the people, trying to vet them, trying to understand yeah. if they're good or not, right. um, making the ultimate decisions. You have somebody that you can you know, bounce things off of who's a, sort of more of an expert in the field and uh, help you make good decisions. Then that said, you can also, you know, if it doesn't work out for some reason, you can replace them, right? It's easy to, to, to scale up or down, make a replacement, much easier than if you're hiring an employee in the U.S., which takes time yeah. to, to you know, onboard, offboard, off all, all of that uh, takes yeah. a while in the U.S. and it's costly. Um, it's yeah. easier in this case so awesome yeah thank you very much Jen. so yeah i think to be honest we we discussed so many interesting things today and i, I bet a lot of people are going to find so much value out of this I, f I feel this topic of you know hiring your virtual specialist as you call them is very interesting and i feel it's something that more and more people are embracing because you know there's so much talent and and, and the flexibility that this gives you as a business owner to scale your company even faster now uh, it's a game changer and with company like yours with a market group uh, it's a no-brainer you know it's just a matter of finding first the job description of the roles that you need giving them to you and 
Yeah. And that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it, 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 it's all designed at making your business grow uh, and, and, and be more successful. Right? That's the whole point. So, yeah, um, for sure. We, 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 nice. Uh, so, um, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you if you can share with us, like, um, where people can find you and all that, because I bet some people might want to reach out and explore this service further. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, amalgagroup.com is our website. It's A M A L G A group.com. The word, just so you know, so why amalgam comes from the word amalgamate um, or amalgamar mm. in Spanish, which means to unite. And so, so we have a broader mission to unite the U.S. and Latin America more. Um, obviously, there's a lot of a lot of cultural ties, but but there's a lot of work yeah. to do, right? And so and so we we're we're about bringing good job opportunities to the region and 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 taking good talent in the region. And, and helping the U.S. you know, or Canadian also companies with with better talent. So, so it's like so it's, it's more of a, an effort to unite the two. Um, so that's why Amalga. So amalgagroup.com, or you can email us at info at amalgagroup.com, and uh, you know we'll nice. uh, get your query either way. There's also there's a contact awesome. form on the website, and then and then there's also the, the email. Good. I'm going to make sure to, to put all these in the description notes so you guys can find it. And you know, you can reach out to Jen so he can help you scale your business by using this amazing virtual specialist. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have a schedule, a consult with anybody um, just to chat about nice. what you, if you're not sure, you know, what you may need, what help you figure out if you need, if you don't, what would it be? Happy to do that um, with no no obligations, you know, we don't. No ties attached. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Good, Jen. exactly. <laughs> Great, Jen. So it's a pleasure. I appreciate your time and looking forward to having the next one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the e commerce lab by ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.